You are listening to the Refresher Ladies Podcast. I'm Angie Christensen, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's lesson. Join me and occasional guest speakers as we dive into God's Word to be challenged and refreshed. Welcome back to part two of Under Pressure. Now, this is a little bit different than some of the other studies. If you're able to, I want to encourage you right now to get a pen or pencil and a paper. I've got several pointers for you in a lot of scriptures. So it might really be helpful to write down the scriptures, to look them up later, to study them and see what God shows you and just um, strengthens in your heart on this topic of how to handle being under pressure. Okay, we're going to get right into it. Again, this, this portion is specifically, again, I just want to thank Miss Debbie Pride that she helped me tremendously in this area. And she helped me look up these scriptures and really see how much help there is in the word of God. So these are some things to remember and to where to turn to when you're under pressure, not letting it overtake you, not letting it pull you down into the depths of depression or um, the anxiety riddled life that we can live, but rather live in the word of God and in his promises. So first of all, you don't have problems, ladies. You have challenges. It is so true. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with a temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Right there, the Lord saying, let's stop taking the, words ter- the world's terminology and let's have some hope. The word of God is full of hope, ladies. And sometimes that's exactly what I need in my day, in that hour. But I need to be willing to stop my thoughts to stop the actions and the way in which I'm going and look to the word of God. Next, expect things to go wrong. Now, I'm not encouraging you to be, like they say, a negative Nancy, but there are things that are going to go wrong. They will go wrong. Everybody's personality is different, and my mind tends to like to try to think out all the ways that they can go wrong so that I'm prepared for any situation. Uh, But the Lord also talks about not preparing ahead of time in some situations even our answer he wants to rely on us us to rely on him rather so much that we're willing for that holy spirit to be our mouthpiece psalm 34:19 says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivereth him out of them all also write down proverbs 14:4 for expecting things to go wrong but if things don't go wrong That might mean that I'm all by myself and I haven't let anybody into my world. And God wants us to influence, to encourage and be encouraged back by others in this world. Next, God designed one day for rest. Take it. That's a hard one too, because even on the day of rest, the day where we worship the Lord, we give back, we receive from him, we can also be busy even in that very day. Um, Exodus 23, 12, write down for that one. But God designed it from the very beginning of time 
for us to take a rest, ladies. It is very godly to take a rest. Now, if that's all that I'm doing, that's going to add stress in my life because nothing's going to get done. But we need to have that balance that the Word of God talks about, working hard, but also resting when it's the appropriate time. Next, God gives his beloved sleep. So look forward to it. Psalm 127, 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. Then we've got lighten the load by throwing excess baggage overboard. That can be so important. Sometimes it's not that there's something major in my life that's wrong or stressful, but I have just taken on too much. Hebrews 12.1 is a great verse for this. Wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Ask God, what should your load be? If you're the type to take on too much, or if you're the type to really not help out very much, ask God to increase your desire to be a helper, to be a worker. The next one is little problems you ignore will become big problems that you cannot ignore. Proverbs 27, 23 says, Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. We've got to make sure that we can take a correct assessment of the things in our lives and issues, but also ask the Lord, giving them to him, asking for wisdom, knowing how to handle the stress that's in your life. Next, cast your burdens upon the Lord and everyone else's as well. Sometimes I can be good at casting my burdens upon the Lord, but then when I talk to a friend and hear all that's going on in her life, I can go home more worried about the, about the decisions I think she should make or needs to make. And here, I don't even give them to the Lord. Rather, I take them upon myself. Psalm fifty-five twenty-two is excellent for casting your burdens upon the Lord. Then forget tomorrow. Focus on today when you've got a lot of stress. We're to pray for our daily, not monthly bread. It didn't say... Uh, give us this year my yearly bread. It talks about today. Do you have enough of God's uh, love in you to get you through the day? Have you even asked for God's love? Matthew six thirty three and 34. Then it's not always a sin to say no. Man's requirements are not necessarily God's. Micah 6, 8. Oh, this one is so hard. And it's interesting because Micah 6, 8 is the first, um, it's really a verse based upon the our church that my husband planted many years ago and talking about Jesus Christ um, and or talking about the Lord and walking humbly. It was our first year's theme. But it can be very hard to say no. So I say yes to too many things or yes to the wrong things. Therefore, the things that should be yes get cast to the side or forgotten about. Uh, God doesn't require us to do more than we are able, Ephesians 4, 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Here is a really, really good one. Laughter is a gift from God, a tranquilizer with no side effects. If you can laugh at it, you can live with it. 
that's one too that I can struggle with and we can take things too seriously rather than when it's appropriate or when I can just, you know, give it to God and later look back or even in the moment laugh at it. It's okay. Laughter is such a good um, cleansing for the body. They say the best medicine for the, bio, for the body, uh, physicians and scientists and different studies they've done, they say is a good laugh and a good cry. They say it is unbelievable for relieving stress and even getting out toxins. So Ecclesiastes 3, verses 12 and 13 uh, says, I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. Also write down Proverbs 17, 22. I just love that verse. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Almost done here, but laziness is an overwhelming love for physical calm. Proverbs 24, 33, and 34. You to look that one up. It's very, very good. Also, Romans 12, 11, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So uh, again, laziness is an overwhelming love for physical calm. So we need to make sure that we're not being lazy and just um, allowing pressure and stress to rule my life. And it's going to cause me to do nothing. But, uh, you know, there is a time again for that rest. But ask God to make it important and to make it a priority for you and for me. So I have to show you my little friend here who gives me good laughter and even interrupts my recording. So this is my little Yorkie and her name is Waikiki and we call her Kiki. If you're listening to this, my puppy just ran into the middle of my recording, but you know what? It's something to laugh at. Just the, the point I just gave, laughter is a good gift from God. You know, sometimes the Lord brings something into your life as silly as it might be as a pet. But maybe it's something that gives you comfort, that helps you to laugh, that gives you joy. It also might be something that uh, a friend, a chocolate, a coffee, you know, things like that. But when we can laugh, when we can take the pressure off, um, you know, there's a day in my life where I'm so serious that if a puppy dog interrupted a Bible study, oh, it's just ruined. I can't even fit, go on. And now we've got to stop and start re-recording. You know what? We laugh about it and we go on. We have fun with it. You know what? I think she needs to learn what to do under pressure as well instead of barking so much. Next I have is develop routines, predictability, think ahead. Proverbs 10, 4 and 5 says the ants are strong, or excuse me, are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Proverbs 30 verse 25 says he that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Then we've got thankfulness is the number one stress buster. I can attest to this, ladies. When I stop in a stressful situation and I just start thanking God, Lord, this is a horrible thing that's come into my life or situation or what someone said to me or this pressure of the finances. But you know what? I'm so thankful for where I live, for the blessings you've given me. And when I start listing them, it's amazing. The Lord allows that stress to just, um, you know, roll off my back. 
doesn't make it always go away. But he allows me to realize, Angie, you're stressing over something that maybe I put in your life and you're not even looking at the things you could be thankful for. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be careful for nothing. Um, and it goes on. Also, Colossians three fifteen, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. You know, cultivate an attitude of thankfulness in every situation. I really encourage you to do that. Stress can, can become manageable when we learn to come to God with all of our cares and all of our requests, but we have a genuine thankfulness in our heart. You know, I could go to God and give him all my cares, but do I even thank him that he has the miraculous ability to actually fix and take care of and de-stress me? Um, have I ever thanked God for that? Also, First Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then lastly, above all, do not neglect your personal time with the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Um, excellent, excellent verse, even to memorize. Many of these verses are. But ladies, we will never get rid of stress. We will never get rid of anxiety if I don't walk with God today. Every day, making sure that I take that time. Life is full of pressures and we may be under it a lot, like the title says. But ladies, I encourage you, give it to God. Laugh, be thankful. Um, seek him, um, get some good rest, still work hard, but you know, develop a, a system in your life that your mind, you're going to go to the God, you know, maybe when a stressful time comes, call up someone, write a note or text someone. Don't tell them about your stressful situation, but just tell them why you're thankful for them or share a verse, something positive. It will change your stress load right away. Ladies, I know that through the Lord Jesus Christ, you can handle the stress that's in your life. And I will be praying for you. I'm thankful for your faithfulness. And I'm excited for what our next Bible study will be. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today for our Refresher Ladies Podcast. I hope that you have been blessed and will go about your day with rejoicing. For more information or any questions, you can find our ministry online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.